Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. O'Connor Orchid Estates Apartments Located in the center of the small town of Reading, Ohio, it is widely regarded as the world's most haunted location. Join world-renowned paranormal investigators Abigail Reynolds and Michael Colby as they immerse themselves into every aspect of life in this building and expose the truth of its horrific history. Join us for My Creepy Haunted Life. Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex starring me, (laughs) Jack Billings, obviously. Damn it. How did you even get in here, Jack? Let's get spooky, crew! right at 11.01, so we are going to get started in just a moment. I kind of wanted to wait and see if we had any stragglers, because I know we briefly got stuck in that really long security line, because we didn't know there was a separate line for all of the partners, and so there might be people out there just waiting for security. Did anyone get else get stuck in security for a while? Just us? Okay. <laughs> maybe it is just, maybe the line cleared up. Yeah. All right. Well... I am Danielle Blinka, and... I'm Aaron Blinka. And we are the host of Bad Axe Podcast. We are a true crime podcast, but for Comic Palooza, we thought that it would be super fun to do a superhero-themed type of live episode. So today, we are actually going to be telling you about four real-life superheroes who had some... We might call them oopsies on our show... We, three of them actually ended up committing real crimes. And then the fourth one just had the weirdest villain pop up in his life that I think I've heard of. Because this villain is not very good at being a villain, is yeah. what we would say. Yeah. Uh, so our first real-life superhero is probably the coolest one of all in terms of his costume and his entire vibe. Um, his name was Phoenix Jones. That's his official superhero name. But his real-life name was Benjamin Fodor. Actually, I say was, but he's still alive. Like, he's still Benjamin. <laughs> he's, he's actually mostly Benjamin now because he no longer goes by Phoenix Jones, partially because of what we're going to be talking about today. When he first started, he actually founded a superhero movement. And some of you might already know this, since we're all really plugged into comics here, a lot of us. There's been a growing superhero movement throughout the country ever since movies like Kick-Ass have come out where we watched characters who sort of took on these superhero personas and really went out there and started to try to make their communities better. We had more and more people in real life want to do that as well. And so Benjamin Fodor is one of those people, and he started a movement in Seattle called the Rain City Superhero Movement. And so he had actually some friends that also became superheroes. Now, his inspiration, according to an interview he did with a podcast, 
was that he had his car broken into. And he says that he saw other people like milling around while this person broke into his car and they did nothing. They didn't call the police. They didn't try to say, don't. They just sort of let his things get stolen. So after that, he decided for himself that he was going to be a superhero. And he had gotten a little ski mask thing that he had gotten during the robbery. And he decided that he was going to keep that on him in case he ever needed to intervene. And it turns out he did have a reason to intervene because he saw his friend being attacked outside of a bar one day and decided that he would help his friend. Now, his friends still have really severe wounds, but in that moment, he threw on the ski cap and just fought this attacker and got him to leave his friend alone. And after that, he decided that he was going to continue to fight crime wearing this ski mask. Now, I feel like we can see some problems with this, right? Because when people see someone in a ski mask running down the road, they're not thinking, wow, this is a masked Avenger. This person will help me. They think, oh my goodness, this is a crime. Yeah, legit. Yeah, and so after his second incident of trying to help somebody, he realized this is not going to work. I got to put on a whole uniform. So he actually designed his own superhero uniform. And it is by far the coolest one of all the ones that these guys did today. It had the whole breastplate with his carved abs on there. You got to have the abs. That's important. That's right. He had a gold little kind of design here and on his arms and his, little, his face mask. Had, it was black with gold. So his whole uniform was black with gold. So he's prepared. And he, he told other superheroes, too. Like, if, if any of you are thinking, I should be a superhero. And you probably should. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to stand your way. We could use more <laughs> superheroes in our world. That's true. He encouraged them to wear outfits so that if the police or a criminal or a potential victim saw you, they would say, oh, this guy is here to help me, not to murder me or steal my wallet or whatever you would have. <laughs> so he has this really cool costume that he wears. Now, their superhero movement lasted from 2011 to 2014. And part of the reason why it fell apart is because he had his oopsie. He had two crimes that he committed. But before he did that, he actually had some successes. He managed to stop some things like a car burglary he managed to stop. He stopped someone from stealing a whole bus. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you steal an entire bus, but there was a criminal who tried, who tried to steal a bus. But fortunately, we have our, our Phoenix Jones here was here to just save the day and prevent this guy from stealing the bus. So he definitely had some really cool uh, successes there, but he also had some mishaps. Early on, one of his victims that he was trying to save from a mugging actually told him that he looked like Count Chocula <laughs> and then just made fun of him. Like, she literally just heckled him as he's like, ma'am, are you okay? And she's like, what are you, Count Chocula? You look like a dumbass. Yeah. He, like, starts a whole stand-up routine, basically. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> it was like a lady victim. Oh, sorry. But she was like, I don't really need your help, Count Chocula. I've got this. <laughs> but other than that, he did have some successes. Now, that brings us to 2011, when he had his first run-in with the law. He was only 23 years old. He was an MMA fighter, and that empowered him a little bit more to be a superhero because he felt like he really could go out there and fight these people because he literally competed at MMA. So he decided that he was going to stop this street fight. 
He sees these people on the street, and he says to himself, oh, these are fighting people. I'm going to help them. So he runs over there, and they were unhappy with this because, according to the people, they were not fighting. I think they actually were trying to do some kind of, like, social interaction, like, mob dance thing. And so they were like, no, this is not what we were doing. We were not fighting. What are you doing? And one of the ladies got so irritated with him for approaching her and trying to get in between her and her friends that she took off her high heel and tried to hit him with it. Now, we're not advocating for hitting people with shoes. That's obviously probably dangerous with the probably, heel. Yeah, especially with a heel. Huh? Yeah, there are people who've been murdered that way. But in her purview, she's like, who is this guy in an outfit? Like, he's probably here for nefarious reasons, despite his superhero outfit. So she hits him with her shoe. And in response, he pepper sprayed her. <laughs> yeah. And so she went and told her friends that he pepper sprayed her. And they confronted him and said, what are you doing? Like, you pepper sprayed our friend. We're, we're calling the police. So he's pepper sprayed them, too. So this, <laughs> yeah. So he pepper sprays an entire group of people. And in the meantime, there was a car that almost hit them because they're all in the street at this point. And so he's, like, screaming and telling his friends that are out there doing superhero stuff to call the police. And the police show up, and they arrest him for assault, for pepper spraying everybody. Now, this got there a lot of news coverage from people who were supporters of the superhero movement, and he got a lot of support from the community overall. And even though the police eventually determined that the people were not fighting and what he did was inappropriate, he actually kind of got off for it. Like, they didn't really punish him. But that was not his big crime because this superhero guy went on to do something really, really bad that he probably should have stopped himself from doing. Because a few years later, the police got a tip, and it was from someone who was very close to the superhero movement. By this point, it had sort of fallen apart, and this person came to the cops and said, hey, um, I don't know if it's because he's a superhero that, that got the news all excited about him, but why are you letting Phoenix Jones sell drugs? And the police <laughs> were like, um, what? No one, no one told us that. <laughs> And so the Seattle PD decided to set up a sting. So they had an officer by MDMA, or Molly is the street name, off of this guy. And, and in what I think is like the most Seattle moment ever in this case, uh, he delivered the drugs at a Starbucks. <laughs> like that's where they did this hot exchange for like, we're doing some party drugs, we're getting some cash, we're making this flip. So the police are like, oh, my God, he really is selling drugs. But they didn't want to arrest him yet. They decided to do a second sting. And so this time they decided to go bigger. And they were like, let's see if he'll sell us cocaine. And as it turns out, he did. He sold them cocaine. And so the undercover cop bought it. And I think that exchange actually happened at a hotel. And they found out that this vigilante superhero guy and his girlfriend, Andrea, were actually running a whole drug ring just like right under their noses, and they arrested them for that, which is just so wild to me that this guy started out with, I'm going to solve crimes, I'm going to stop them, and it ends up with an entire drug ring. Yeah, that's, that's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Batman starts a drug cartel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be hysterical. Like, he would totally get away with it. That is his whole story. He's kind of fallen for grace. There's actually a new podcast coming out just about him, I forget what it's called, but it's just about his, like, rise to popularity and then his complete fall 
from grace and how we have this guy who sets out with these really great ideals and then just sort of just gives into the criminal lifestyle, yep. which is which is crazy. As a side note, before I tell you about our other superhero, our all of our, our oopsie superheroes today are going to be guys. But we did have a few lady superheroes come up. I could not find any who had committed any crimes. I tried so hard. I don't know if they're just more law-abiding. I don't know. But for a while, Phoenix Jones was married to uh, another superhero whose name was Purple Rain, but she spelled it like R-E-I-G-N Rain. And, yeah, she, but she was, like, really cool. She had a very nice outfit. And once they got divorced in 2013, she really focused her efforts on stopping domestic violence and things like that. She never committed any crimes that I could find. Uh, so she seems like a really nice person. So there are lady superheroes out there. Uh, they just are not committing any crimes. I was going to say unfortunately. Because, like, for me, I wanted to find criminals. But for society, it's probably good. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Yeah, so it sounds like if you run into a real-life superhero, you really got to hope that they're a lady because they're more likely to help you and not yeah. commit a crime. Or sell Probably you drugs. so. Probably so. Because we have some even more interesting like moments coming up with our other our other superheroes. So our second superhero who committed a crime is a man named Mark Wayne Williams, and he called himself Potoski Batman. And he's from Potoski, and I believe it's called Potoski. If you're from there, it's in Michigan. I apologize, I'm saying it wrong. Michigan is really nice. And he decided he was just going to be Batman. He's not going to come up with an original name, not an original costume. He's just going to be Batman. And just a pure ripoff. Yeah. His original costume was the cheapest Batman costume you could find. We're just going to go with the basic, like, I got this at Party City. This is my Batman <laughs> costume. His first costume was a gray bodysuit, just so everyone knows, with a black bat. He's got his cape on. And he had, like, a bathing suit bottom with, like, some tights on. Yeah, so like the whole bathing suit, like old-fashioned Batman situation. In 2011, he has his first run-in with the police because he was trying to prevent crime by climbing on some buildings. And a passerby saw him trespassing on the roof of a business and called the police. And they don't know that he's trying to save the city from crime. They just see somebody in a costume on a roof and think, that's bad. So they call the cops, and the police get there. And by that point, he was dangling from the side of the building (laughs) in his little outfit. So the cops get him down, and they start to go through his pockets and stuff. And they discover that he had a baton, pepper spray, and lead-lined gloves. And as it turns out, you can't have that. Like, that's considered to be dangerous if you're walking around, like, trying to baton people. And as we have previously discussed in that other case... People do get pepper sprayed. <laughs> Legit. Like, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the police are like, look, man, you can't have this. You can't be trespassing. So they actually charged him with trespassing and also possessing dangerous weapons. Nice. And so he went to court for this. And 
the resolution was that he, ple he pleaded guilty to parts of these charges and he got six months of probation. But as part of that probation, he had to give up his Batman costume for six months. <laughs> Which I like, think is crazy. That is. Like, they're going to give it back to him after six months? Yeah. <laughs> that you have to give up your Batman costume as part of probation. You know you've done something wrong. So that's not the end of his story, though. Because he actually went on, after his six months are over, he started wearing his Batman costume again. He's Batman again. He's, he's living his best life as Batman. In 2012, he's a 33-year-old man in a Batman costume. Not that I'm judging, because I personally think that Batman is the sexiest superhero costume. I don't know why. I have no idea why I feel this way. So I'm not judging him. But at the same time, I'm a little bit judging him because he's, he's running around and climbing on buildings. So <laughs> he gets to this car accident that he's going to help at. And in this particular accident, they had a, a suspect from the car accident who had fled the scene. So the police had sort of cordoned off a big space where they can search for their suspect. So Batman shows up to help, and the police are like, not this again. <laughs> like, I, I just cannot deal with this Batman guy again. So they tell him, look, Batman, you have to leave. You know you're not supposed to be here. We already had you convicted of some crimes before. Can you please go? Mm -hmm. He did not leave. He just continues to search, and he's getting in the way. Like, he's actively preventing the searchers from finding this suspect that they were looking for. So once again... They arrested him for interfering and obstructing the police. <laughs> so now he's been charged with resisting and obstructing, and he's trying to argue that he was trying to help, but he was facing 15 years in prison somehow for this. Um, I don't think that he should do this and interfere with the police, but 15 years seems a little extreme. Yeah, there's like murders that get less time than that. I know. I was yeah. just like, okay. But I think they do that so they'll plead out, which is kind of manipulative. Oh, yeah. It's, I feel like I'm conflicted because on the one hand, definitely don't interfere with the crime scenes, but it does seem excessive. So he pleads out again, and he got 30 days in jail, but they were pretty much suspended. He only had to do two days of community service, and he also had to stop being Batman as much as he was before. So he's allowed to be Batman only in the city limits, and there are now restrictions on his Batman. But... As like a final like cap off for his ridiculous Batman story, he actually still did not give up his dream of being Batman. And he bought a better costume, a much better Batman costume, and started a YouTube channel and announced his comeback as Batman. <laughs> and I found this YouTube channel. You can watch his comeback video. And he has support. Like some people were like, yeah, get it, Batman. But he only has the one video. And he only has 29 subscribers. So I don't think that his dream came true. But he did look a lot cooler yeah. in the second Batman costume. So I guess what we've learned is I guess, don't interfere with crime scenes. But also get the best costume that you can afford in your price range. Yeah, that's right. If for your cosplay. Yeah, like if you're going to be like a real life superhero, you got to go hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you got to have all the gear, all the equipment. You got to look the part. Yeah, and maybe don't carry weapons Yeah, uh, because that comes up a lot. Like a lot of the other people we saw that, that I didn't really bring to, to talk about today because their case wasn't really interesting, what they did was they either like wore a bulletproof vest or they had a bunch of like random weapons on their tool belt that you're not allowed to have. So I guess don't get dangerous weapons. Yeah. 
So our third guy, and this is the one that I feel like is the most criminal, even more so than the drug guy, because his thing is ridiculous. His real name is Adam Thomas Beso, and he calls himself Beastie. <laughs> yeah. And ironically, he is also from Michigan. So I don't know what's happening in Michigan. I literally, I was just there. It seems very safe. Also, their summertime temperatures are like November here. It is so nice. I was just outside the entire time that, that I wasn't doing training. I was like, how is it 80 degrees here? And they're like, oh, my God, it's 80. It's so hot. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's 80. There's a breeze here. I'm frolicking. Anyway, I don't know how there's this much crime, but apparently Michigan is a hotbed for real-life superheroes. And this guy named Beasting was a member of a group called the Michigan Protectors. <laughs> there were several people in this group and they were all doing their cool stuff. He was the least cool, I should tell you. The other ones seemed like they really have their thing together. He, not so much. His outfit included a bulletproof vest, which as we've talked about, is bad. You're not supposed to have those apparently. A leather jacket with a B emblem on it, which might sound a little bit cool if I'm being honest with you. He also had on shin guards, knee guards, and his B mask, so that's his outfit. He also carried around pepper spray, and some handcuffs because he was determined that he was going to get those criminals and he was going to arrest them. <laughs> so that's his plan. Nothing so, could go wrong with this plan. I know, right? Like, I feel like anytime somebody is thinking that they're going to just be arresting people, it's probably going to go awry, yeah. right? So April 26, 2012, we're in Burton, Michigan, and the Michigan protectors are patrolling a mobile home park called Twin Meadows. And apparently, in this particular rebel home park, they had had some arsons recently. The Michigan protectors believed that they had permission to be there. Later on, they would tell people that the park owner had said that since we have these arsons going on, we will allow you to patrol and just see if you can catch the person doing it so that hopefully we can stop these crimes. Uh, the owner says, nah, no, I don't know these people. Like these, I don't know why they have costumes on. This is not part of my thing. Uh, please don't involve me in this, and oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's important to note that the, this particular park is also located across from a comic book store called Comic Relief, which sounds amazing. That's a great I'd name love for, to go a, there. for a store, yeah. It really is. And so I think that they had been hanging out there and had like noticed this mobile home park had had these crimes and decided they were going to try to stop them. So they go to the park and they're patrolling and it's late, it's around midnight, and they see a guy and he's on his motorcycle. And this guy's name is Tom Carter. Now apparently the motorcycle was very loud, or at least in the opinion of our superheroes. It was very loud and it was midnight, so he's disturbing the peace, right? This disturbance of the peace is what set off Beasting. And he decided, I'm going to protect this community by stopping this motorcycle from being too loud. That's so, the crime. He's got to stop. Yeah, like, that's the all, crime. All the crimes, like, that's the one. Yeah, it, he's disturbing the peace, Aaron. Yeah, that, that's a big deal, though. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I have been annoyed by peace disturbances. But, like, a motorcycle at nighttime, I don't know if that you go out there in an outfit to, like, fight this guy. But it's not just that he had his, like, handcuffs, though, or his pepper spray. For some reason, that day, 
uh, Bee Sting had decided to bring a shotgun <laughs> to his crime-fighting endeavors. Yeah. So he approaches Tom Carter on his bike and says, you need to turn your bike off. It's too loud. And Tom Carter says, huh? Because he's on a very loud motorcycle. And he just sees this guy in a costume. And later he told the police that he actually thought that it was like a joke, that they were being pranked, because he just sees this group of people in costumes at midnight. And he's like, I don't know why, but I guess they're having a party, and they're just trying to mess with us. So he's like, what? And he steps a little closer to Bee Sting, and Bee Sting decides this is an attack. This is like a first strike. He stepped closer to me. I got to get my gun. So he gets out his shotgun, and Tom Carter is like, oh my gosh, there is a guy with a shotgun in my neighborhood in a costume. I don't know him. I think I'm being a victim of a crime here. I'm very scared. Yeah. So he gets off his motorcycle and starts to fight Beasting. So they're both, they're just duking it out with this gun. And fortunately, when they end up landing, because like Tom Carter is trying to get the gun away, the gun lands on the ground, Tom Carter lands on the gun, and Beasting lands on top of Tom Carter. In this scuffle, the gun did go off, but fortunately, nobody got shot. That's good. Yeah. I know. That's like the only reason why this is still funny is because even though like this guy really escalated the situation, nobody got hurt, which was a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So as you can imagine, there's people who hear a gunshot. Tom Carter had a girlfriend who was with him that day. The police get called and they roll up on the scene of these like mass crusaders who are like, uh, that guy wasn't with us. We don't really know him. <laughs> like, he's not a part of us anymore. Like, we voted while you guys were coming, and he's not a part of it. <laughs> and we don't know why he had a gun here. So they arrest him, and they actually filed assault charges on him, because, or attempted assault, because he did attempt to assault Tom Carter. And the Michigan protectors had their spokesperson come out to make it clear to everyone that we kicked him out. Her name is Arsenal, and she's like, no. They held, like, a whole press conference. Yeah, he's not a part of this. Like, we really did kick him out. We don't know what happened here. This is not us. And also, the court actually held him on, like, an $80,000 bond. It's a whole thing. And he had to plea in his case as well. And as part of his plea, they took away his costume. So I think what we've also learned is that if you do become a superhero, if you do invest in your costume, be careful what you do, because they will take your costume away. <laughs> like, that's part of it. Like, you will lose that costume, and any deposits you may have put on it, if you, it's a rental, it's probably not good. So that is, that is this guy, Beasting. He's my favorite one. I don't know if, if anyone has a favorite uh, so far. Maybe we'll do a poll at the end. He's my favorite just because, like, he says he's there to stop crimes, but he literally committed the only crime that was committed in that story. Yeah. Like, the other guy wasn't even committing a crime. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, wild. That's, that is incredible. So, our last superhero that had an oopsie, which is how I like to call it, didn't actually have an oopsie. This was the coolest one, because he himself didn't do anything wrong. And nobody knows his actual identity, which is going to come up later. So, his superhero name is Shadow Hair, and he is from Cincinnati, Ohio. And he was the lead of the Allegiance of Heroes, which was kind of a spread out group. 
They met online and connected there, so they weren't like all protecting Cincinnati. But they had a guy who lived in Florida named Master Legend, which I think is a cool name. Yeah. I feel like that might be the coolest one. I don't know if anyone else feels like that one's cool. Master Legend is pretty cool. And then the other one, the one in Pennsylvania was called Eclipto, which is kind of cool. But I feel like it sounds like you're like a, a klepto. A klepto, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that might have been, that might have also been an oopsie. And then the last one was named Mr. Extreme. Mr. And, Extreme. Yeah, and he was from California. <laughs> I feel like the problem with Mr. Extreme is that it sounds like, almost like a joke name, like. Oh, it does, yeah. Yeah, and I bet you there's like a lot of Mr. Extremes. Like, all over the place. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. So, I still like Master Legend the best. So, they are the allegiance of heroes. And also, I should mention that Shadow Hair had a sidekick named Silver Moon. And Silver <laughs> Moon was also a lady superhero. So, yeah. like, they are definitely present in this movement. He was out there wearing his black suit with hair on. He had a hair, like a little rabbit on there. He had a mask and a cape. And he also claims to have martial arts training. He's, like, our second superhero today that had martial arts training and this enabled him to fight the criminals and his goal was to fight crime make citizens arrest and help the homeless so he's like really all over the board that's a noble goal at least i know a lot of the superheroes i've discovered that's their main thing is they try to do things like help unhoused people or help uh like domestic violence survivors and things like that, more so than fighting crime. So if you do want to be a superhero, maybe that's the route to go. Absolutely. I mean, that's a very heroic thing to do. I mean, that's awesome. And you're less likely to get arrested. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that's helpful. That's like part one, I feel like, of being a superhero. It's like, don't be arrested. Yeah, like that's got to be like the the basement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the bar is on the floor for that. Yeah. So that's his goal, though. Um, so he carried handcuffs, but he also had pepper spray and tasers, uh, which is probably, you're probably not supposed to have those, but I mean, there's rules about it. You can have some pepper spray, right? Yeah. Like a lot of us have pepper spray. Yeah. So he mostly had some successes, but he did have one uh, mistake where he was trying to save a woman who was being assaulted by somebody, and he dislocated his shoulder. Oh. Yeah. Like, as he was fighting off this person... But he did, he did make a recovery, and nobody discovered his identity during that. So even though he admitted to this, and, like, you could tell because, like, his shoulder was out, uh, he, nobody saw who he was still. So that's, that's a bonus. Yeah. It's pretty impressive for a superhero to, to get along that, that far without having anybody discover your identity. Mm-hmm. Especially given what we're going to discover about his, his villain in a moment. Yeah. So he had both supporters and hecklers. And if you Google Shadow Hair, you will see that. Because there were definitely, like, reporters and stuff who would come interview him and say, oh, you seem like a really amazing person. Like, tell us about your crime fighting. But he also had a whole bunch of people who were heckling him and talking about how bad he was. And there was even an article that you can still find about him where someone's like, this person's an idiot. I don't even know what they're doing with their life. So, I mean, you can't, you can't please everyone, right? Yeah, you can't win them all. Yeah. So he did not get arrested, but he did have something crazy happen to him because he got a villain who became his arch nemesis. And this person posted on Craigslist of all places. (laughs) Like that's where you make your announcement of evil now. Uh, We're in the modern era. So if if any of you are like, I wanna be evil, Craigslist. That's where you put it. And he actually, the villain called themselves the Consortium of Evil. (laughs) 
I, I believe this consortium was made out of one person, probably. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Consortium Evil posted on Craigslist that they are willing to put out a bounty on Shadow Hair's identity. And this very exciting bounty was exactly $10. <laughs> yeah, and what's really sad is, you know, no one came forward. Yeah. Yeah, nobody nope. who knew. Yeah, nobody was going to bite for $10. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like if it were a setup and somebody was just trying to like get publicity, they would have made it bigger probably, right? You would think so. You, you would at least, think so. You at least go to like $50. Yeah, like $50. Yeah, yeah like our exactly. social media, like you could probably just have people stalk him. I mean, he's out there posting pictures of himself. You could, seems like you would be able to figure out who this shadow hair guy is for like either nothing or yeah, yeah right. way less effort. Way less effort. I mean, Craigslist, you got to don't you have to pay for those ads? Like, I don't I don't know. It's like this guy is losing money. Like, <laughs> hand over fist over here on this plan. Uh, so, he never did find out who Shadow Hair was, and the villain just sort of faded away. But eventually, Shadow Hair like just hung up their costume. And so in 2011, all of a sudden, Shadow Hair just disappeared from the streets of Cincinnati. And never fought crime again. But there are rumors. Because somebody who claimed to be close to Shadow Hair says that they actually joined the military to fight actual... Actual villains. Yeah, actual villains. Yeah. And that's why they no longer fight as Shadow Hair. is because they're actually out there fighting as part of the military. But there's no way to know that for sure. But the person who said that seems to have been legit according to the sources that I could find. So probably this person is off doing something else heroic and not being shadow hair anymore. Yeah, he, he went legit before he got himself in jail. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yes. So I think that's like our fourth lesson that we've learned from these cases is if you are a superhero, before you get to the point where you're getting arrested, go legit. Yeah. Do something legit and then you don't get arrested. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you could actually look at that two ways. Because, like, sometimes you do, you have your own oopsie after you go legit. And you, st- you still don't get arrested, which we, <laughs> we talk a lot on our, about on our podcast, which is not always a good thing. But still, we're, we're keeping it lighthearted with our superheroes. Those are my four superheroes that I have. Does anyone have any questions about the superheroes? The Batman's YouTube channel. Let me see if I can find it. I'm going to look uh, while we talk. Because he has his, you could watch the video it's still up there. Pretty funny. <laughs> Does anybody else have any questions? I wanted to do a poll about who is the favorite. So, like, for those of you who relate, our first guy is named Phoenix Jones, and he pepper sprayed a bunch of bystanders and then got arrested for drugs. Our second person is fake Batman, and he got arrested for trespassing by hanging off a building, and then also did a second thing that is escaping my mind right now. Oh, he interfered with the police scene. Um, Also got his Batman costume taken away. That's important. Then our third person was Beasting, who fired a gun over a motorcycle noise. And then our fourth guy is the shadow hair guy, who who was, by all means, the coolest one in terms of not committing any crimes. So who is our favorite? We're going to do vote by hand. So first, for Phoenix Jones. If Phoenix Jones is your favorite... Okay, we have two for Phoenix Jones. Awesome. What about Batman? Nice. Oh, we got a lot of Batman supporters. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven Batman supporters. 
Uh, what about beasting? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bee stings. And then finally, we have shadow hair. One, Ooh. two, three, four, five, six. You did not vote, Aaron. Oh. Wait. The Consortium of Evil. Oh, my goodness. Is there, are there more supporters of the Consortium of Evil somehow? Oh, my goodness. I was like, somehow, out of nowhere, the Consortium Evil comes from the behind. Yeah. And they're the ones who win the vote almost. Look, everybody loves a good villain. They do. Well, are they a good villain, though? Well, good name. Good, good name. Yeah, good exactly. Name. There you go. <laughs> I don't think that I actually saved the link for that, but I'll help you find it at the end. I'll give you his name so you can look it up. All right. So does anybody have any questions? I like how I timed this out, but I talk fast. All right. Well, if you would like to, we have another panel coming up. We're going to be on the how to do your own podcast panel in a little while. And then we also are doing one tomorrow. That's about why people like true crime podcasts. Who likes true crime here? Oh, Yes. We have a lot of true crime people. I knew it. I knew it. I was like, they don't have like an official track for true crime. And I'm like, everybody loves it. It's pop culture now. It's like the most favorite. It's like the most popular type of podcast. That's right. Yeah. So we're doing one tomorrow and I have, I have information for everybody. And we're going to do some like Q&A. Not like a lot, but I have, I have prepared questions for people about their favorite podcast. When you have your favorite podcast and you're looking forward to it, and you have your day plan, like, I'm going to go on a walk, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this podcast, or I have work that day, but it's something I can listen to a podcast during, and then it loads, and it's one you've already freaking heard, and, like, your other favorite podcast just did that case, and you're like, what am I supposed to do with my day now? <laughs> like, I was using this. Like, this, I was relying on this podcast. So we try to do ones that people haven't heard of yet. We do occasionally have one that, like, like one or two other podcasts I've covered but for the most part we try to do new cases so if you like that come visit us so we're going to be talking about some of that tomorrow and you can visit us on anywhere you listen to podcasts and we are going to wrap up I think it's a little early but I'm not going to waste your time oh we have a question Ooh, I love Red Handed I know they're controversial now but they're I'm a, I'm a patron of Red Handed I really have gotten into True Crime Campfire as well I will really enjoy like lady hosts. And so those are two of my favorites. And I really like Twisted Listers. They're on the same network as we are. We're on the Podmoth network. But if you haven't listened to Twisted Listers, they're smaller. It sounds like there's gonna be like more listing than actually happens. But essentially they pick their like 10 most interesting cases for a topic every week. And then they have two episodes. They have one on Monday and one on Thursday. And they just do like a short rundown of those 10 cases, which is super interesting. I love it too because I can turn it off and turn it back on, and, there, and it just, like, picks back up. Um, those are three of my favorites. Now I'm trying to remember. I sometimes listen to Generation Y because I have Wondery subscription that I got to listen to that. The one where people talk about bad things that happen to them. Oh, um... I forget what it's called. You don't, you don't listen to it. I forget what it's called, but anyway... Something Was Wrong, is that the one? No, I do listen to Something Was Wrong as well, which is technically a true crime. This season hasn't been as good, no offense to them. But I do like that one a lot. And then I listen to a lot of other, like, random ones. Because we have several on the Podmoth network that I listen to. And then some other, like, I also like Once Upon a Crime. Once Upon a Crime. Yeah, Once Upon a Crime is one that I listen to pretty regularly. Tomorrow at 10.30 to 11.30 in the Emerald Stage. 
Oh, we're going to be on the stage tomorrow. That's what it says. I yeah. think that's on the first floor. All right. So does anybody have a final question or a comment? You can totally talk about them. Oh, maybe so. That's a good point. She said that maybe we didn't find any female superheroes who went wrong because they covered it up better, which could totally have happened. <laughs> There's like Absolutely. there's a round of applause. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like that was for me. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to our panel. We actually are at 11:43. Thank you, and we will hopefully see you again.